When you jump, your parachute not going to open right away. The problem with jumping is every successful person I know has jumped. When you jump, it allows your parachute to open and you to sail through life within your gift. But when you first jump, your parachute don't open right away. That ain't how it works. If it opened right away, everybody would jump. When you first jump, you're in an uncontrollable fall. It's almost like you're spinning out of control. But you got to stay with the jump because eventually God will put the necessary air up under your parachute and you'll be in the air like you're supposed to. But you're just going through the process. Like I tell my kids all the time, it take a long time to make a lot of money. See, my kids look at me and they be talking about, well, Dad, you didn't, you ain't got no, no degree. You didn't finish school. Why I got to go to school? Well, first of all, you don't have no jokes. <laughs> let's, let's start there. And my kids don't understand the process. See, they just see me now. They didn't know I flunked out of school. They, they don't care nothing about the third marriage I'm on. They don't know that I lost everything twice. They, don't, they wasn't around when I was homeless and I lived in the car for three years. They didn't see the process. What most people do is they give up before God give you the gift. See, when you ask God for something, he box it up and he ships it immediately. But you have to remain on Faith Street in order to receive the gift. The problem is when God box up the gift and he ship it to you, he never gives you the date that the package is going to arrive. He'll never tell you that. Most people move off Faith Street before the package get there. You can't move over on the I Doubted Boulevard. He don't ship packages to I Doubted Boulevard. He only ship packages to Faith Street. You can't get over there on I Don't See How Circle. He don't ship nothing to I Don't See How Circle. So when you move out of faith, the package got to go back to sender. That's what happens. So you have to stay. You have to stay in the process and complete the fall. You're going to get cut up on the rocks. You're going to get your skin toe up. You're going to lose loved ones along the way. You're going to lose friendships along the way. You're going to might lose your car, your job along the way. You might lose your house. But trust and believe. Why not now? This is a good time. As the 20th century starts to wind down a few more years as we get ready for century 21, what a good time to set your goals, work on yourself, work on your skills. What a good time to get it together. What a good time to start this process. Personal development, growing, changing, developing, having a good plan for your money and for your life and for your future. Why not now? What's now? No opportunities wasted. Listen to me carefully, guys. Listen to me very carefully. You got to hear what I'm saying. This is important. There are 86,400 seconds in a day. And if you maximize each and every one of them, you will live like you want to live. You will have what you want to have. And you'll be what you want to be. You can have more than you've got because you can become more than you are. If you just remain how you are, you'll always have what you've got. But if you're willing to make changes, the next five years of your life can be totally different than the last five. If you don't change, chances are excellent the next five will be like the last five. For things to change, you've got to change. For things to get better, 
It's not what happens that determines your future. It's what you do about what happens. Direction determines destination. All you got to do is make a little change in direction to arrive at a brand new destination in two years, three years, five years. You either have to change your life. That is, you got to say, you know what, my body isn't there. I'm going to go work out. My relationship isn't there. I'm going to change it. You know, I'm not making what I got to make. I'm going to retool. I'm going to get a new skill. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do something. You have to do something to change your life. Or, in order for you to be happy, if you can't change your life, you're going to have to change your blueprint. Usually in life, it requires a little bit of each. Does that make sense? And if you change your take change your life and change your blueprint, you can have an extraordinary life. Because all of us are going to have times in our life when what we want or think life should be like isn't going to match how life really is. Those moments, if we blame, our life goes into pain. If we change, we can change our life and match our blueprint. The fact that you're not happy has nothing to do with what you have or don't have. The fact that you're not happy is that your life doesn't match the way you think it should be. You have some idea of how you think it should be. Listen to me. There are those of you, what you're doing is that there are 10 opportunities in a day and you're taking advantage of seven of them and you think you're doing something. Yep, you gotta hear me. You gotta hear me. You only have 24 hours in a day and you've heard me say this time and time again. The way you spend your 24 hours, it determines how you live. If you want the future to change for you, you've got to change. If you don't change, the next six years of your life is going to be just like the last six. You'll still be behind on your bills. You'll still be behind on your promises. No opportunity wasted. Again, no opportunity wasted. If one of us can do it, hey, we all can do it. And now here's my last question. Why not now? What is it that gives your life a sense of meaning and purpose? Because once you find that, it puts you in your power place. See, if you know what your life work is, I encourage you to start working on it. If you can't do it all at one time, do just a little bit of it. And if you don't know what it is that you showed up to do, if you don't know why you're here, I encourage you to find out what your purpose is here. What is the meaning of your life? What will be different? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I've done that. I, I remember coming from a friend's of mine's funeral and I was reflecting on how much time I had left. And I went for a walk in a park thinking about this guy whose life was so promising. And I mean, he wasn't an old guy. He was quite young, in fact. And I thought about all of the things that he said he was going to do and he never got a chance to do those things. And I start thinking about my own life and how much time I had left to do the things that I would like to do. And at that time, I wasn't sure what my life purpose was, what my life's work was. I wasn't sure about it at that time. And I thought about it quite a lot. I had some idea, but I, I wasn't convinced that I don't think I felt worthy. I didn't believe that it could be me to do this kind of work that I'm doing right now. And I say to you that if you begin to take a conscious effort to find out what it is that you're supposed to do, I say that it can literally save your life. 
I said that it can literally save your life. 85% of the American public, according to recent studies, are going to jobs that they hate. Working on jobs that do not challenge them. They get sick thinking about going. Because, see, when you go to a job and, and you already know how far you can go, you can already see that proverbial glass ceiling. See, when you're going someplace and you already know how much you're going to make, you already know how far you can go, you're in a dead-end position. It erodes your self-esteem. It lowers your sense of yourself. It creates an inner turmoil. It creates an emptiness in you. So I say that your life is worth finding what it is that you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying find it and do just a little bit of it. Just start working at it just a little bit. But do find out what your work is and hold on to it and don't let your dream go. Don't let it go. See, and here's a, something else I want you to begin to look at. Why is it that most people don't pursue their dreams or don't do better than what they're doing if they're capable of doing it? I think that many of us don't go the next step because we don't know what to do yet. And I say that, that the reason that we don't even explore the possibility of what to do is because subconsciously we don't believe that it can happen for us and we don't believe that we deserve it. So here's what I'm suggesting. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So I'm saying that as you begin to look at where you want to go, if you want to make it today and things are changing so fast, you have to literally run to stand still. I'm saying that you've got to make some conscious effort to begin to work to develop you. Here's something else. Most people are not living their dreams because of fear, ladies and gentlemen. Fear, limited vision and lack of self-esteem is what keep most people doing things they don't want to do. The same reason that people stay in relationships where they're abused or they're unhappy or it's unfulfilling. They can't see themselves beyond that relationship. They can't see themselves enjoying life without that person. They think that this is all that they can do. The same reason that people get stuck at a certain level in life. They can't see things being better for them. And they think that this is it and this is all they deserve. This is all they've ever seen. It's been passed on to them. And they think that this is it for them. Oh, no. I was looking what Dr. Blanton, Smiley Blanton, who is a colleague of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, what he said about fear. He said, fear is the most subtle and destructive of all human diseases. Ladies and gentlemen, fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital. Fear can age you. Fear, ladies and gentlemen, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. And it seemed like you're in a hypnotic spell. And I asked you a question, what is the benefit? What's the benefit of allowing fear to hold you back? 
What's the benefit of giving up on yourself, of not stepping out on life and taking life on? What is the benefit for you? What's the plus in that? It's one of the things I had to ask myself. So I didn't want to make any mistakes. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be perfect the first time I did something. It's not going to happen. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to hurt some folks' feelings. You're going to create some enemies. Whenever you decide that you want to begin to take life on, you've got to ask yourself, how long am I going to allow this to hold me back? I like what Zig Ziglar says. He said, fear is false evidence appearing real. That is an illusion that we create in our mind. It is a state of mind that can be changed. So let's look at how we can begin to take some steps to restructure that fear, to begin to expand our visions of ourselves, to begin to increase our self-esteem. Webster said that self-esteem means confidence and satisfaction in oneself. Look at your life right now. Whatever you've done up to this point in time, your life is working. Whatever you have produced, it came out of you as a result of the kind of person that you have become. It's a result of your choices. It's a result of your consciousness. Now you have to ask yourself, are you satisfied with what you have produced? Is this what you want? Would you like for things to be better than this? Do you believe that you deserve better than this? Or are you content? This is it. You don't have to do anything else. That you already resigned yourself in life and say, well, I'm happy. I'm not starving like the people in Calcutta. Are you allowing yourself to get off the hook like that? Or do you believe somewhere in the back of your mind or in your heart that there's some other great work for you to do? There's something else that life has for you. And that's why you're here. How do we handle this fear factor? How do we increase our self-esteem? You have to begin to fortify yourself. How do we do that? I believe that you have to begin to consciously monitor your inner conversation and start talking to yourself. Start building yourself up. Sometimes the only good things you will hear about you are the things that you say to you. So I'm saying learn to be your own booster. Start building yourself up. Start encouraging yourself. 